Do, 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 do. Good afternoon. It's lacrosse.pm. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, online at and. We got the good stuff on. It's Facebook Live. Are we live, alive, oh baby? Yeah. I see you dressed for it, so I uh, am yeah, me too. I got my uh, favorite Oktoberfest fleece on. It's the one that repels snow in, in case it gets snowy. We'll see. Lacrosse.pm. Phones will be ringing. What's the subject? Oh, 52% approval rating for uh, President Trump. Maybe. May, uh, uh, sh- should we talk about that? Jeff sent me a text. What time did he send this? A little while ago. Uh, he said, hey, Mike, Mark, Rick, a topic for Lacrosse Talk PM. The phones will be ringing off the hook. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Now, call me. How excited are you, anybody that's listening? Are you excited? Do you believe uh, that uh, President Trump's approval rating is uh, 52%? Yay. I didn't hear any of the details behind it. I did hear, uh, I mean, how he got it. What? Just, I didn't hear any of the details. No, no, I just, I'm looking at the headline, 52%. Oh, I thought I, that's what the guy texted. I didn't hear any of the details behind it. Oh, no, I, I'm just looking at, uh, he texted, uh, looks like a computer screen. Uh, he, well, Trump, like tweeted, screen. Trump tweeted like 13 times yesterday. That was one of the tweets. Oh, was it? Hey, well, and I'm sure it was uh, somebody's. You know, he didn't make up the uh, he didn't make up the uh, approval rating report. I'm sure it's somebody else's survey. You know, one of the uh, the Washington Post and uh, Quinnipiac, or you know, somebody who does polls like that. And I'm sure they hated having to publish those poll results because nobody likes to say anything nice about President Trump. Even uh, Amy Klobuchar's comment was it when did she announce Saturday? Yep. In the snowstorm? Uh, funniest, thing, funniest thing I've heard a politician say in a really long time. When President Trump, Trump uh, tweeted, I didn't, once again, I didn't see the tweet because uh, I don't, but uh, saw a comment about her having uh, uh, looking like a polar bear because her hair was all covered with snow and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was teasing her about that, and she said, I wonder how the president's hair would stand up in a snowstorm. <laughs> Which made me laugh right out loud, because we all know, and so does he, it wouldn't stand up in a snowstorm. Not one bit. Anybody that's got long, thin hair... Or it would stand straight up in a snowstorm. Well, we have to stand whichever direction the wind is blowing, that's that's for sure. That's why you never see him in a pool. Yeah, you probably never will either. All right, so, snow, big snow, crazy snow, I don't know. Four to eight inches tonight, three to five inches tomorrow... Uh, Rick got a story from the National Weather Office that said the biggest part of the snow is going to come tonight, midnight to 6 tomorrow morning, so that will make the drive-in really treacherous. Then the rest of the snow will come uh, after 6 tomorrow, so nothing before 9 o'clock, so we'll get some, what, a couple inches of snow tonight, supposed to roll in about 6. I'd be real interested in knowing if anybody's seeing any snow Uh, now, uh, because it is, what, 10 after 5? 785-7914, the phone number. It's a free-for-all Monday. What's on your mind? 785-7914. Is it the president's approval rating? Is it, uh, I could just guess, I I have lots and lots of topics, but I get yelled at every once in a while for 
seemingly picking a topic and not allowing a different topic. So, if there is something on your mind, prove it. Call me and share. Lacrosse Talk being brought to you this afternoon by our good friends at Habitat for Humanity, Kaya Fox and her folks, helping more and more people every day get their forever home. A little business, and we'll be right back. Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM online at com, and on Facebook Live. I'm Mike Hayes in this afternoon uh, for Habitat for Humanity, this hour of Lacrosse Talk, uh, Lacrosse Talk PM. So what's on your mind? 785-7914, the phone number. Let's, let's head to the phone. Say, hey, caller, good afternoon. You're on the air, buddy. What's on your mind? Hello? Yeah, hey. Hi. Well, I, I think people love Trump. Well, apparently 52% of those surveyed recently said so, yeah. Well, I think it's even higher than that. The only people I know of that don't love Trump are people that love bike lanes but never get out of their SUV to ride on them. Okay. So uh, so you're tough. Of all the people that you know in your circle of people, they like Trump. Right. Okay. They love him. Greater than Reagan, which is hard for me to believe because I thought Reagan was the best president ever. Well, he was a, he was a good one, according to a lot of people, although you'd still hear from people who tell you that trickle-down economics doesn't work. Well, apparently it does when we get uh, the lowest unemployment ever. Yeah, something's working, that's for the sure. Greatest, and the greatest labor participation rate ever among yeah. all, all colors, creeds. There's an awful lot. There's an awful lot going on. You're correct, and you won't hear about. It's a, it's a great country. Great time to be an American. And I'm glad you're happy, and I'm glad you're an American. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for your call. So there you go. You happy? President Trump's approval rating is 52 percent. People are happy. Everybody's got a job. Everybody who doesn't want a job, or doesn't have a job, doesn't want a job. Nathan. They're just waiting slowly but surely, I think, for uh, Ocasio-Cortez and her uh, Green New Deal, which includes every single American will receive a base salary, whether you are unable or unwilling to work. That's the part I love. Who's going to be willing to work if they don't have to to get a base salary? Are you kidding me? All right, well, let's, I don't want to change the topic here. Nathan, good afternoon. You're on the Crosstalk PM. What's on your mind? Well, I was just wanted to point out, you know, we have all of this money that, you know, I mean, people want these bike lanes. And all winter long, why do we need bike lanes? You know, I mean, like they were talking here about, I think it was coming across the Blue Bridge there and putting in bike lanes downtown and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But, you know, I mean, in the wintertime here, how feasible or how practical, you know, that we're trying to spend money on something that's, you know, going to be used for four to five months out of the year. Oh, I, I'm not sure so. that the bike lanes take up uh, – uh, Valuable. At the very least, they offer a place to plow snow in the winter. How about that? Mm. Well, the, the funny thing is, though, is that you know you don't see anybody riding bicycles in the winter time. So well, you know, I mean, you're right. Considerably uh, fewer. I think they'll have a special tax for the people that want bike lanes in the winter time that they, you know, that they should collect well, something during the summertime. What to would you like to maintain them for? How do they roll up the bike lanes in the winter? How do you? Uh, I, I don't know what you're proposing. But, uh, no, 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 no. My my point being is that the the bike lanes are are out there. You know that they, they, we're going to build these roads and they paint all these lines all over the highway. But I don't see any bicycles in the wintertime. You know, so that's my point is that when they come into the summertime now and the people who want to start riding bicycles all over town and expecting to have these installed, 
Um, I just see this as kind of a, you know, where are you in the wintertime? Uh, well, I can tell you that uh, you're correct. There's a ton fewer people riding bikes, but uh, there are people. <laughs> well, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, well, and so, I, so didn't you just answer your own question? Where are you in the winter? Well, where do you think I am, you doofus? I'm driving my car. It's 22 degrees <laughs> yeah, below zero, and there's 10 inches of snow on the ground. As much as they want to have them. Right, they want to have them because so. they want to ride their bike all summer. And every time there, if there's no snow on the ground, they're riding their bikes. There are two guys, I don't know where they work, south of the radio station, two guys that ride their bike past the radio building here, and I see them almost every day, every day, riding their bikes. <laughs> well, so just, well, so there's them, two. but I think they are, uh, you know, in a very, very small minority. I know you're absolutely correct. I still don't get your point. Where are you in the winter? You want if so? If somebody wants a bike lane, you think they should use that bike lane every day, seven days a week, three sixty-five, and and give up well, their I think car? They use their, they use their car. They use their car that way, you know, or their SUV. Is a, no, they use their car. Well. They use their car in the winter, or they use their car when yeah. it's pouring rain. Otherwise, they use their bike, yeah. just like you use your motorcycle in the summer when it's warm and it's not raining. Where are you in the in the winter? You're doing well, exactly the, the same tank, thing. So a bicycle I pull up guys to the do. gas pump and then I pay the tax. You see, so that, 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 that guy pays taxes too. Is. That guy pays taxes. He owns a car or a motorcycle and pays taxes. But he, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't spend any. He doesn't. He isn't contributing toward that when he's using the bicycle. I don't. Uh, he's not contributing toward the tax because he didn't have to pay. Right, you burn, bicycle you, you tax. pay the gas tax. You know, you buy gas. You pay the gas tax at the pump for right. the roads and the streets and. Well, then and he that. has. So where he has he, more you know, money in his pocket. Well, I just he contributing I'll, to the roads and the right. bike trail. Then I would pretend to be him for a minute for the sake of conversation and say that while okay. you're stopped at quick, just for a conversation, okay? I'm not trying to argue. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of trying to argue with you, just not grumbly. I know but, you're kind of trying to argue with me. Yeah, well, I am a little bit. I, I'm a little bit trying because, because I've, I've, I've had the conversation from your perspective with others, and they said, for instance, while you're stopped at the gas station getting gas, I ride by and I go to the restaurant and have dinner with money in my pocket that I didn't have to spend on gas because I ride my bike to work every day all summer long. I went on a really nice vacation, and I paid to bring my kids with me because I had money in my pocket because I didn't have to buy gas all summer long. Same thing that the guy said, your goofball neighbor who's got solar panels on his roof, and you wonder, what the <laughs> heck are you doing? You've got solar panels and geothermal and all the rest of that. What are you doing? And he says, I'm going to Tahiti on my vacation because I haven't had a heating bill in 10 years. Where are you? How's your mom's house in Toledo <laughs> you know, for a week in August? How's that for your vacation? So, you know, it's all there a trade-off. <laughs> it's all a trade-off. And you're grumpy because the bike rider isn't paying gas tax in the summer. But he's paying gas tax in the winter when he's driving his car because you don't see him. He doesn't get summer off. Still got to get to work somehow. Ah. Uh, right? Okay. Well, it was, we had a good conversation. Yes, we thank did. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for calling. And thanks for understanding that just because that guy rides his bicycle does not mean by any way, a stretch of, uh, by any way, that he's not paying just as much in taxes as you. Because he has a car, too. He's just not using it as much as you are. So, I don't know, does that mean 
He's a, he's a better citizen because he's not polluting as much as you. Ooh, how about that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to take this one. Good afternoon. You're on the Crosstalk PM. What's on your mind? Hello? Hello, Mike. Um, I just wanted to call about that Lacrescent School referendum. The Lacrescent? Yeah, they want $19 million from the, yep, you know, the, the three, the 4,000 taxpayers of Lacrescent. It's not even that many. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They that want building, the elementary school, is fine. I have an inside source from the city that says that building is fine. I don't know what that board and that superintendent's trying to do, but they already got 400 plus dollars of my money per year from the last referendum, and it's—I don't know—it just takes going to the trough. What I am unfamiliar with that story. I guess what do they want to do with 19 million dollars? They want to build a brand new elementary school in Lacrescent because the one they have isn't big enough. Their enrollment's declining. That's the funny thing. Oh. It's plenty big. They talk about security, and they talk, you know, they say all these things that are buzzwords to get people to buy in, but the building is fine. It's got an HVAC system that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that building. Okay. You can go to the Repression School District website um, <laughs> and read all about it. They did a survey where their options were... You know, there's two options. I want it for $21 million or I want it for $19 million. There wasn't a third option that says, I don't want it at all. So then they can spin their survey to say, oh, everybody said they wanted it. Uh, right. Well, it, I, you know, I, I, I don't know anything about it. I have not read the request. Well, well so, so I, I'm just... Anybody in the question listening, okay. take note. And there was a really good letter to the editor in the... Sunday Tribune about it, too. Uh, well, I didn't see that either. All right, well, I, I, I'm sorry I can't add anything to it. I could say this. Only my opinion, only my thought based on knowing nothing about the request for funds to build a new elementary school in La Crescent, that community is so small that the school board and the, and the superintendent of schools are not – there is no way – that they would come forward with that kind of request, pulling that number and that request out of the sky. They didn't just get together and say, hey, you guys, let's hatch a plan to get a new elementary school. It's going to be awesome. We're going to fool these yokels into giving us money, and we'll build a new school. We'll use buzzwords and other important stuff and fool them into giving us $19 million because none of them are smart. We're the only nine people in the whole area that have any kind of brains at all. Everybody else is just going to do what we tell them. What do you think of that idea, you guys? Good idea? Okay. Let's go. Said no La Crescent School Board ever. So you know, that, that's the only thing that crosses my mind, is they didn't just make this up. I don't think that's just a giant BS plan from the La Crescent School Board. That said, I don't know anything else about it. So, you know, so there's that. And just like the, there is with any plan in La Crosse and on Alaska, uh, every time either of those boards go, go to the uh, public for money, there's tons of people. There's tons of absolute, absolute HVAC experts in our community 
who come out of the woodwork when somebody says, you know, the HVAC system in the blah, blah elementary school is 55 years old. Somebody right away will call, I worked on those units for a thousand years when I was a kid, and you can fix them with bailing wire and bubble gum, and they'll run for another thousand years. There's always one of those guys. Always. So I don't know. Where do you go with it? You weigh those options and see. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. What do we want to do? Want to do this? Let's, let's take let's take this call. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Good, good so far. You bet. What's up? Hey, you know, uh, all that talk about this late-term abortion stuff that's going on in, like, New York and these other states that uh, are looking to do it. Yeah. I had kind of, I had a thought. Why can't we uh, pack up that big blue baby and send it over to New York and have it aborted? I mean, it's blue. There's got to be something wrong with it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just cold. On days like this, maybe it's maybe it's just cold. Hey, thanks very much. I uh, appreciate your your input. 28 minutes after 5, Lacrosse Talk PM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM online at WIZMnews.com. We'll be right back on 1410 AM, 92.3 FM online at WIZMnews.com and on Facebook Live as well. I'm Mike Hayes in the studio this afternoon with Rick Solom. There was a, a note this morning that uh, I thought was pretty uh, humorous that I thought I would share because I... I disagree. Uh, I disagree quite a bit with uh, the, the uh, what I consider to be overreaction to the poor, pitiful, furloughed workers uh, situation, and offering them uh, free food and, and uh, clothes and a place to live, and you know, people getting all wicky wacky because people got laid off for a few weeks. When we there are thousands of people laid off all winter, every year. As a construction worker asked me one morning when he called, "How come no one ever holds a, you know, a GoFundMe for construction workers who don't work all winter long?" Yeah, yeah. And the furloughed workers. Uh, Phil sent me this note this morning. Furloughed worker and uh, furloughed employees are now complaining that they are not getting their back pay fast enough. Ha ha ha! Now they know what it's like to deal with the federal government. You know, they're not going to get a great deal of they're not going to get a great deal of support. Uh, everybody knows it wasn't their fault that they get laid off, but they also know when they took the job, you are part of that group of government employees that is non-essential, which means if the government shuts down, you're one of the first to go, and you also understand that uh, the American people, a good portion of them, are saying since you're non-essential and the government's been shut down for a month. No one noticed. I think the only people who've really been noticed in the government shutdown are the TSA workers. Fund them. But what about you guys? No one's even noticed that you weren't working. You should stop complaining because pretty soon some government is going to be in charge, some group is going to be in charge, and they're going to say, you know what, no one noticed. So you're just permanently furloughed. That's... One of the suggestions that I've received from uh, from very tight-fisted taxpayers that live in this community. Not, uh, I'm not sure that's fair, but uh, you're suppo- according to every financial guy we have on this radio, you're supposed to have at least six months of money stored up in case of emergency. 
and uh, six months, not two weeks, and then be starving. Yeah, it's 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 hard. You know, it's harsh. No matter what you say, it's harsh. Uh, but you got you, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Seven eight five seven nine one four the phone number. Jeff had suggested earlier that uh, for the first time in quite a while, I don't know how long it's been since Trump's uh, approval rating has been over fifty percent, but at fifty two percent, he's happy about it. Uh, the the uh, Washington establishment's very unhappy about it. There's a couple of Washington newspapers that are very unhappy about it. And it's interesting that the results are always dubious if it says something good about the president, which tells me more about the uh, a biased media, and uh, <laughs> they, don't wanna, they, they only want to report what they want to report and question anyone else's reporting if, uh, if the story comes out differently than the story they had. I don't know. I don't know. What do you suppose... Uh, I know that uh, Tony Evers, if his uh, first big money uh, need, it seems, is the $70 million he's asked in bonding to address water quality, which is, which is huge. He also, during his campaign, uh, made a lot of noise about uh, supporting education and retaining teachers amid the shortage in Wisconsin and what uh, might be done. Are you a teacher? Are you a teacher in the state of Wisconsin? And, uh, uh, you know, besides the obvious, besides more money, what do, you, what do you suppose Governor Evers could do? Uh, I don't know that he will uh, mandate an increase in salaries, that kind of thing, uh, because that's, uh, that kind of mandate falls back on taxpayers in every community. Well, if, as a teacher, uh, if, if Wisconsin educators are now putting their heads together to look into retaining teachers, uh, you are one, and I'm putting you in charge. What, uh, you know, what do you tell the powers uh, above uh, how, to, uh, how to keep you? The task force, hoping to produce uh, recommendations by May 1st, nationally enrollment in teacher education programs is down by about 35%. In Wisconsin, it's down dramatically in some places. So what do you do? What is it about a school district over here that's very popular and a school district over there that isn't? What's the difference? If you're a teacher, I'd love to know. Call me, 785-7914. That's the phone number. It's the Lacrosse Talk PM. Yeah. Lacrosse Talk PM. I forgot to bring in my bumper music. Totally my fault. Totally my fault. I've been so focused on, on uh, weather and stuff i got going on that I forgot to bring in bumper music. Joe, I'm apologizing, but I... You, did you figure it out, Rick? What he's talking about? Uh, Joe said, I'm not sure that you would call being a fed, a fed up uh, with paying three times your mortgage payment in state and federal taxes tight-fisted, but if so, sign me up every month three times my former, my former mortgage payment. Is he saying his taxes are Your taxes are whatever. three times your house payment? He must have a pretty cheap house. He must have a tiny little house or, you know, three times? You pay three times in health? Yeah, what's a mortgage payment? Like average, probably like six to $1,000. Yeah, six, yeah. seven, eight. Uh, you know, the average. Because so I know that. people that pay five. Right, and I know people that pay over so thousand. Even if we go to the low low ball at five hundred, so your taxes are fifteen hundred dollars a month. Apparently, that's a that's a lot. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't fully understand uh, what you're saying, Joe. You've got to be, well, well, because you're texting something based on conversation, and I get the text or see the text after that conversation is gone. If you're able, pick up the phone and call me. Okay. That would make it uh, fun for us, too. That would make it fun. Seven eight five seven nine one. Same phone number, Joe. You just call it instead of text it. That might work. The teacher. John. Oh, oh, John, let's go over there. Hey, John, you're on the Crosstalk PM. What's on your mind? <laughs> I told him, hey, Mike, I, I absolutely love hearing you in the evening. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very glad. Oh, I wasn't supposed to. I outed you. I wasn't supposed yeah, to use your name. Yeah. The anonymous teacher. <laughs> Don't recognize his voice. It sounds like one of your teachers, but it's not. It's not him. <laughs> What's on your mind? I, um, there's a lot to say about this topic. Okay. Um, and it's near and dear to my heart. I've been a teacher for 31 years. Well, you are as old as I thought then, obviously. Yes. So uh, what? Uh, Maybe older. What does Evers have to do to retain teachers or to e- even to make up for the shortage? Wow, it's a tall order. You know, really, overall, I think te- teacher satisfaction is is high still in the sense that no matter who's in office, no one can take away the joy of true teaching between the students and the teacher in the classroom. And I've seen that for 31 years, and that's why I'm still doing it at age 54. What I have seen is less money in the schools for the benefit of the kids. And I'm not talking about teacher salaries. I'm talking about a need for infrastructure. I'm talking about a need for programs. I'm talking about a need for kids and their training for high-tech understanding of what the world needs. Um, my budget at one time as a teacher for one year used to be around uh, $2,000 to spend on school materials for uh-huh. the classroom. Now it's a little under 500 and I used to take excursions in the summertime with students. There's no money to do that now. And um, what I have seen in 31 years is a gradual erosion of the resources for kids, and that breaks my heart because uh, the reason I got into this profession is to help others, and it's, it's had a negative impact. And when you pull money from schools and, and you keep pulling back from it, uh, the repercussions are, are, are going to come, and they're going to come not necessarily fast, but they're going to be seen over the years. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I, all I can say is that um, I, I am bothered by the fact that um, it doesn't seem to be on people's radars, a lot of people's radars, the importance, and we're talking about the future generation. And... Whatever is needed to provide those kids with an education should be provided. Right. Well, the uh, the story that we have that uh, was based on some research done by Associated Press, I guess, uh, says that uh, the Madison Teachers, Inc., the union over there, said that uh, the most complaints that they hear is teacher pay and infrastructure, which I uh, – and accountability. Yeah. So uh, it sounds to me like uh, what you're echoing – is the same. Is it uh, is it fair to uh, to look at the state for more funding, or should the state let go of school districts and allow 
on Alaska to ask on Alaska, lacrosse to ask lacrosse, Holman to ask Holman to make up for shortfalls in programming if they can, if they have the ability to tax themselves for schools, should they be allowed to, in your opinion? That's an excellent question, and I, my take on that would be everybody seems to be feeling the pinch everywhere, and I understand why there's a pullback there. Because more than ever before, you know, every business, every community is feeling the pinch of just the economy and what's going on in general. And that's, that's hard. And I, I, to answer your question, yes. Um, but I think a special importance has to be made in every single community for kids because that is the future generation. And again, I'm not talking about uh, salary and benefits and things like that. I think the teachers are paid fairly well. Uh, I'm not going to get rich, rich, but I, I make a good income. I'm happy in my job. Uh, I have high satisfaction because of my intrinsic value of my job, which not everyone has. I feel extremely fortunate to be a teacher. It's a privilege to be a teacher, uh, um, to have this profession, to be in this profession, to do this. And every day is that's my approach. And I, I'm, I'm happy. I am really happy overall with, with everything, uh, aside from the funding um, that uh, is being pulled away from our schools. Um, I think everything that's come down the pipe overall, uh, I think in the end, overall, is going to make for better schools and a better community. Um, I, 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 the only area is, is the tight crunch economically for each school. Um, when we built our school 15 years ago, uh, for a small community, um, it was almost too small by the time it was built. But how much can you ask a small community at that time to to, to come up with? Sure. Um, you know, hindsight is always better than than you know um, yeah. than any other kind of sight. And, and uh, you know, do we need this? Do we need that? Oh, yeah, we do. But uh, where? You know. Yeah. So where are you going to come conundrum. up with funding? Absolutely. Apparently, they're. They're uh, having that conversation over in La Crescent right now, too, trying to find the funding yeah. for, uh, for needs. Yeah. Not an easy thing to do. No. What, what, one of the arguments that I have heard from a number of Democrats in office is that allowing school districts to fund or to, uh, to meet their own additional funds sets up uh, the, uh, the, the, the pass-fail school district argument that this, this district has all the stuff, and this one over here doesn't have anything because poor people live in this school district and rich people live in this school district. So we don't allow, we the state, don't allow you to tax your own uh, uh, residents for more school funding because then it's not fair to school kids that have to go to school at a different, in a different school district and we don't want that to happen. So we want everybody to have the same fairness level of education. But clearly, as you're pointing yeah. out, is that fairness level set too low? Are we setting setting a schools uh, school district spending a cap uh, closer to the bottom of school spending than to the middle or the you know the upper yeah. middle uh, uh, portion of school spending? You're absolutely right, Mike. It's a great question. It's a catch twenty two. It's a double edged sword, no matter sure. which way you look at it. I don't and like. It. I don't think there are any easy answers to that question. 
Um, I just I see it and I live it every day. And I, in fact, I had this discussion with my students today. They said, "Well, why don't we do this? And why don't we do that?" And uh, uh, I told my one of my business classes, I said, "Because we don't have the money to do it. I used to be able to do this or do that. It's just not available. Well, why isn't it available? Well, you know, you can go on and on and on about that. But, sure, expenses. Um, it's hard. Expenses. You say that to students. Yeah. When, well, and different. as soon as those students, i got to let you go. Thank you so much for your call and your, your comments. And those students, as soon as those students start understanding what the bills are all about, then they will more understand where does the money go. How come you used to have 2000 and now you only have 500 Well, because the money has gone to expenses that continue to climb that you don't have control over. And those kids, because all, we all were that, that kid, doesn't have to pay bills, so doesn't understand that we can't do this because I need money to do this other thing that's more important. As soon as they start paying their own bills, then they'll start getting uh, less grumpy about spending other people's money. Maybe. Maybe. La Crosse Community Foundation and uh, the city of La Crosse have been given permission to look into uh, forming a, a relationship, a funding relationship, because a lot of you that are grumpy about taxpayer money being spent on almost anything, even <laughs> even bike lanes, for gosh sakes, uh, because they're not used in the wintertime, yeah, it's an investment. Look at it this way. If, if, if you don't spend a little money to make your community look nice, no one will want to live here. We have, there are people here in this community who would like the city to spend nothing. And people will just come here because they have a high salary, and that's all. They, they just have a lot of money in their pocket, and they don't need anything else because their kids don't need a place to play. They don't need a park. They don't need fancy lighting. They don't need anything. They just need a big salary and low taxes. And that's where people will live. And, and so far that has not been the case because there are no places like that. But it would be interesting to see whether it might work that way or not. We'll see. And school funding, you know, could, shouldn't you be able to afford school funding for your kids in the community where you live, wherever you live? Because there's poor people and rich people in every school district, isn't there? Uh, I suppose some districts are a little poorer than others, but should we? Uh, should every district be based on what the poorest one can afford? I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. That's why we're still talking about it, I guess. Think about it. Let's talk tomorrow, shall we? Right here. It's Lacrosse Talk on WIZM 105.5.